Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hi, everybody, and this is Lori H. Schwartz, your Tech Cat, and we are coming to you live from Los Angeles. And what has been, what topic, what trend has been on the top of everybody's mind in the last year? Um, More along the lines of killer robots, but really artificial intelligence or AI is a topic now that comes up in almost every business conversation. What to do about it, you know, how to not be disrupted by it, how to leverage it in the smartest way. And so today's guest is a CEO of a company who has really taken AI to the next step to really solve some really interesting um, business problems and business solutions. So I'm very excited to introduce Omar Tawakal. 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 Right? Hey, I'm glad to, he- glad to be here. <laughs> I knew they were there. Of Voicera. And um, Voicera is leveraging a- AI technology to harness the power of voice in the workplace. So, Omar, tell us um, a little bit about your background, and then we'll get into Voicera, because I just love what you guys are doing. It's so interesting and, and so helpful um, to getting through your business day. But give us, give us a sense of your background. Shall do. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, so my my background, I uh, did computer science in uh, graduate school and focused on AI. And then for a long time, I went in the world of big data. I built a company called BlueKai, which was one of the leaders in kind of big data for marketing. Oracle acquired it, uh, and then we we built something called the the Oracle Data Cloud, which um, was was a big business supplying data infrastructure and and data for marketers. That we went out and did a bunch of acquisitions. It was a wonderful fun ride uh, building one of the biggest data business in the marketing world. But um, uh, but then I, I really got this itch to go out and build a company again and really wanted to focus on productivity, something that would make people better at work, something that had a wider impact than kind of advertising because I, I wanted to be able to kind of do things that touch everybody's life. And uh, that's why the, the idea of kind of uh, Voicero was born. That's so awesome. And I do remember um, Blue Kai. Maybe we met during those years. <laughs> <laughs> so what what um so what turned you on about AI? Were you, you you know obviously when you're working in consumer data, AI is a big part of that. But what made you sort of say I want to just you know buckle down on this topic? You know when you're trying to build cultures that are data driven, that make decisions, um, and you're using data science, uh, the pace of movement uh, is it's great. It's interesting, but you could really accelerate the, the 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 kind of rate of change if you use AI because there's a lot more automation there. You're you're instead of trying to find a few big insights that you can communicate to a person in their do- in their job, here are like millions of little insights continuously guiding and augmenting the way people make decisions. Uh, and uh, I thought that could be harnessed to make people more productive. Uh, step back even one more. There's really two approaches to AI. One is you build a robot and you put it out on a factory floor and it makes the owner of the factory floor richer and the person who had the job poorer. <laughs> and eventually, you know, you could argue that it'll create more jobs than it destroys, but if you're one of those people whose jo- jobs are destroyed, you're, you're not loving that argument. The other approach uh, is really to build augmented intelligence, which is to say, take people and make those people faster, extend the range of their capability, extend the accuracy of the capability, and now you're, you're really solidifying their job. Uh, and that's another part of AI, and that's the one that I really like because that's a win for everybody rather than just being a win for the creator who can you know, IPO and become rich and, and, and then kind of make excuses on why thousands of people lost their job. I'm not saying that's not going to happen. That's going to happen progress has to happen but augmented intelligence is a win-win for everybody and when you um when you were coming up with this i mean are there a core group of people who are focused on ai or is it so vast and so you know hits everything in different categories that it's not like a bunch of you know geeks hanging out in a corner there there's ai everywhere now so it's not like there's one singular type of expertise yeah and once you start building 
these solutions, you, you kind of have to shift your conversation to very different types of hires. So, you know, you, you need people who need, who understand kind of um, ASR's automatic speech recognition. It's this whole, you know, uh, own area uh, of its own. And you, you have pure kind of deep learning and you have machine learning infrastructure to build all the systems around uh, the AI and the deep learning. And then you've got NLU, which is nat natural language understanding and natural language processing. Uh, and so, so you've got a lot of um, different areas that are interesting. Um, and just saying AI becomes too broad for you to find really the right people when you're building a team. Yeah, I totally get it. And plus, you're dealing with voice, which is very different from other other categories of AI, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, for example, one of the you know first uh, ten people in the company was somebody who specialized in all the engin engineering around you know, the audio, really uh, understanding the systems that you need to capture and how phone is different than, than telephony over the web um, and, and understanding the stacks around that. And, you know, this person had no AI background and they really weren't touching the AI. They were touching all the infrastructure around it. So uh, voice is its own category with its own set of expertise. And so, so tell us um, specifically what problem does voice air really solve and how does it work? Yeah, so basically if you look back and ask where is the most collaboration happening in businesses in the enterprise, you know, people will talk about email and Slack and they're great and they're kind of integrating the way you work. But really, from a time perspective, meetings is where people collaborate. It's where they spend tons of time. But the problem is people go from meeting to meeting to meeting and uh, they, at the end of the day, forget what the decisions and actions they took. And then they hope to remember to write a bunch of email follow-ups. And because of that sorry state of meetings, if you do autocomplete on Google and ask what meetings, <clears throat> what people, how people perceive meetings, they'll tell you meetings uh, are a waste of time, meetings suck, <laughs> they're where ideas go to die. That's exact. That's actually what Google will, will pull up. So there's a perception that that um, you're not getting enough done in these meetings. So we saw that as an opportunity. What if we can go in and fix that? Take the largest chunk of time people spend at work and make it a little bit more productive and make it connect to your work day so you get a lot more out of that time. So for example, if you go into a sales meeting, make sure that as you're coming out of it, we've automatically captured that you promised to send the contract that you're going to bring in your sales engineer next and maybe you can even log into that person's account on Salesforce and update it with that amount. Or if you have a staff meeting, rather than coming into it and saying, well, what did we agree to last week? Why didn't this get done? You come out of your staff meeting, any, everybody's automatically emailed with here are the action items and decisions that we agreed to uh, in the meeting. So you can radically enhance the way people are productive. God, I love that. And I did get a chance to see the results of uh, an experience with Voice Era. And um, it's very comprehensive, too, which, which I really like because especially when you're doing meeting after meeting after meeting and you think you're taking notes, you're not always really taking notes, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that's the biggest problem we have the, with note-taking, by the way is that you walk into a meeting and some people have their computer open to, to take notes. And that's not maybe how they started. But while they're doing that, you've got Facebook updates, email updates, text updates showing across your screen. And you know studies from Stanford and, and other places have shown that your IQ drops by 20 points when you're multitasking. That's why you get the effect where you're in the meeting and somebody's like, what was that middle thing you said? They just don't have the presence because they're taking notes. So um, and when I look back at some of the great CEOs I've met, when I've been in meetings with them, they didn't have any screen between me and them. They were completely focused on the conversation. And we wanted to democratize that great CEO skill of letting people have presence by saying, you know what, we've got your back. We'll record the call. We'll transcribe the call. We'll even identify the important moments for you. So that way you can completely focus on the person that you're talking to and have a productive conversation. And the idea there was, why don't we do the opposite of what most technology does? Today, you go to lunch and three people's eyes are focused on their iPhone, and they're not in the conversation. And technology sometimes is separating us, even when it tries to connect us. So we wanted to do the opposite and say, let this technology have your back. You focus on the human relationship so you can get more out of it. God, I love that. All right, well, we're going to take a break in a moment. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more 
about other things, trends that you're learning from Voicera, how people are reacting to it. It must be fascinating. Um, and what other new behaviors are coming out of, of this great tool? And then maybe some more on some other business trends in AI, because I think, um, again, people are so frightened of it in a way that I haven't seen before. And um, and I think it really is, you know, all the negative chatter about losing jobs. But to your point, I think, you know, there are some great things that are going to open up our world for us. So we're going to be back with Omar, who is the CEO and co-founder of Voicera, which is a new um, a new solution that leverages AI technology to harness the power of voice in the workplace. Um, so more in a moment on the Tech Cat Show. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. And we are back with Omar Tuwalkal, who is the CEO and co-founder of Voicera. And Voicera is one of the newer AI technologies that's coming out to voice space that's helping meetings, helping you get your meetings organized, but in a really intuitive and exciting way, um, capturing all the um, insights and information in a meeting so that you can just focus on being in the meeting. Um, so, Omar, tell me some of the things that you're starting to see happen when, when people use the product. Yeah, so we're generally seeing about, uh, I'd say, four classes of use cases that, that are really interesting. The first one around customer calls, um, and those customer calls could be driven by sales or they could be kind of customer success. And these people will bring even the meeting, make sure they can capture uh, everything, automatically update Salesforce, but really kind of coordinate their team. So when you come out of a meeting, sometimes a salesperson will, will hear the customer ask for something and then they'll go to product and say, hey, the customer wanted this. And the product team might be like, yeah, just sell what you have. You're always asking for stuff. But here, when they have Eva at the meeting, they can come out of it and just say, hey, here's some really cool things the customer's asking. Why don't you listen to it? And they'll send them the snippet of exactly the feature the customer wanted that won't be lost in translation. And now the product people own it. So it's not so much that the, that the salesperson's asking for it, it's the customer asking for it. So these kinds of capabilities leverage the whole team around the salesperson, the finance people, the legal people are now, they don't have to go to the whole meeting, they just get the piece that they care about. So, uh, and that's true for sales and customer success. And it keeps the manager happy because they have a record that updated Salesforce. Right, so there's there's transparency too, right? Because you can't say, well, that was said in the meeting, or he was supposed to do that, or you know, she said she would take care of that, whatever. So, it kind of holds people accountable too, right? Absolutely. This is, I mean, definitely, there's a cultural impact on what happens when you have the the accurate record. It's almost like 
it, this is the first time you really have a socially acceptable form of recording because you're not really – the value prop isn't the recording. The value prop is, hey, we have a better conversation, and now I have a record of the actions. And the side effect is it had to have been recorded. And because of that, we had to think through – how do you make this more controlled by everybody? So anybody who is in the meeting can delete the whole thing because they want to feel like their privacy was protected. Uh, people can edit the highlights that come out of it. They get to see who saw the audio and control if it gets shared. So we had to really think through the social aspects around how do we make recordings um, kind of very useful for people and give them the controls they need to make it productive. Wow, I love that. And um, are you also seeing, you know, have people reported back, you know, that their, you know, I, I don't know, their, their their ability to execute in the office has, you know, tripled or anything like that? Like, is there enough data out yet to to show how this is increasing productivity? Yeah, we so we have, we, we've reached out and we've seen that uh, our customers say their ability to execute follow-up from the meetings uh, has increased by um, for 77% of the customers said that when we asked them what was uh, kind of the impact. So we see that. We've seen certainly some really interesting growth um, in, in the quarter that we um, were getting out of beta and moving into kind of um, a general availability. We saw 10x growth. A lot of that was driven by people show up in the meeting, they they hear Eva, they ask what it is, they sign up, or somebody forwards the notes from the meeting, they're like, oh, I want notes too, and they sign up. So um, some something there uh, is working. It's not perfect yet. Uh, this is an area where I look at AI like bringing up a child. Um, you, they need they, they get better and better, and eventually they become a teen, and and then they're they're out there uh, in the workplace. So the trick with AI is to keep the surface area of your promises really tight. What I mean by that is you don't go in and you say I'm going to make your meeting so good you're going to you don't have to go to them anymore and we'll do the work for you. I mean it's just ridiculous. So instead what you say is no no go to the meeting participate do everything you would have done we're just going to make it a lot better because we're going to capture the important moments. Um, and then once you get really good at that, then you add you know, the second value prop and the third. What you don't want to do is pull the early days of Siri and hire the world's best actors to get up and promise world peace. And people are like, well, well why isn't Siri answering that? Uh, and then Alexa comes along and says, well, you know, I'll just turn on the lights and play a song for you. A very specific task done well. Um, so that, that's kind of how we think through introducing an AI, try to keep the surface area really tight and small, but do it well and, and, then, and then improve it and increase it. So you have basically a sort of phased approach to how this is going to grow out. Yeah, incredibly, incredibly phased. Uh, uh, if if I look through, I, I could probably give you a roadmap that would extend out two years that would be incredibly detailed uh, because there's so much we want to do. But we've learned over time that you know, with AI, it isn't about, you know, having 52 features. It's each one of them really to get it used right. Uh, it's, it has all these um, things that you wouldn't have expected. So you roll out a set of commands, and then nobody used the command right. So what do you do? You come back and say they didn't use it right, it's their fault? No, of course not. You now need to create intent detection and say, well, they, they really meant to say this other thing. Um, uh, and, and so you have to continually improve you know, a small surface area of features, nail it, and then move on. I think classic feature product feature work in b2b is you're a little bit more volume focused hey customers ask for these 25 things so let me do these 25 things uh can't work that way the ai the 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 most important things have to really work well and accommodate all the the unanticipated ways people interact with something when they think it's smart god that's so interesting so um in, in terms of, um, you know, people learning AI, like I had to learn how to talk to my Alexa. And sometimes when there's a new skill, I have to relook up the voice protocol. So you're kind of saying, let's let everybody learn some initial protocols and then we'll keep taking them along on our path and we'll grow our, we'll educate our user base as we release new features. Yeah, and to be well, to be specific, we started out with voice commands just like Alexa. Uh, not the same commands, obviously, but it would be things like, okay, Eva, take an action, okay, Eva, action item, stuff like that. Uh, and then what What they, some users told us is, hey, for many things I don't want to command, I actually just want to speak and tell someone, hey, I'm going to send you the deck next week, 
or hey, we decided that we are going to um, extend the time period for this trial. And I want Eva to figure out that that was a decision or an action item without me calling to Eva. So a very different user interaction model than something like an Alexa or a Siri or Cortana. And um, so we changed and we did that. And now you can go through an entire meeting and never give a voice command and Eva will still capture action items and decisions for you. Um, because that's what people wanted in a social setting like a meeting, which is a different setting than picking up your iPhone or going into your kitchen and asking for, you know, for a timer. Um, so, so that kind of getting that social design right was uh, quite a challenge and uh, very interesting. God, um, that, 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 that leads me down this other path. You know, we have to have one killer robot conversation. <laughs> and that is you're basically empowering Eva to think for herself, to interpolate context and make decisions. And that's when we get into a lot of the negative dystopian futures about robots. So now we're taking away our need to command and they are interpreting what we say to to activate so are you getting any pushback on that or any are people getting at all paranoid because the only moment of concern i had when i read the sort of you know report back of the uh meeting we had is sometimes i just say things that are inappropriate you know (laughs) Um, well all right frequently and, and so I saw it all printed back. And so I got paranoid about, ah, now I really have to watch what I say. Yeah, no, it, definitely there's going to be some social learning there. For example, we're going to create a variant of, uh, of Eva that doesn't actually record and create the cold transcript. Um, uh, at the end of the meeting, you're only going to get the actions and decisions and not all the color around it. And you get to choose which Eva do you want. Do you want the you know full transparency version or the really tight, just the promises version? Um, and we'll see what people, what people choose. But going back to your general intelligence comments, we have not built anything remotely near general intelligence. What we've built is the ability to go into a meeting and try to understand what's important to you and capture that. And we will probably be fine-tuning that for the next five years, making it so that when I walk into a meeting and you walk into a meeting, you get a different record than I do because my variant of Eva understands that I'm really focused on certain concepts um, and you're focused on other ones. Like I might be asking, hey, did it sound like was there any contention uh, in this meeting? Did I, did I make any uh, uh, decisions um, uh, can, what can I learn about people's reaction to me? Whereas you might have a completely different surface area that you're interested in coming out of that meeting. And so we both get different uh, outputs. That's the kind of thing we're building. And that's nowhere near general intelligence, but it's incredibly useful. God, um, I, I love that. that uh, so, so my Eva may be you know, meaner than someone else's Eva. <laughs> 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 Because my because my Eva is is going to be more aware of my inappropriateness or something. I mean, will 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 they learn learn stuff like that? You know, we were we wanted to create a joke, uh, a kind of um, funny version of Eva that we'd call the Scarmucci that would interject, <laughs> interject inappropriateness in the meeting. But somehow we decided that that wasn't really the best uh, feature for the workplace yet. <laughs> oh my god, that's hysterical! Um, I could just I could just totally see it you know, taking on different personalities. Um, I mean, I love, I love all this. Um, we're going to take a break in a moment, but what I would love to hear from you is, so, you know, as someone who is, you know, in a business building out a tool and there's a, a service model behind Voicera, um, what other trends in AI, you know, are you looking at, you know, and um, are, are people coming to you? Do they want to embed her into other things, you know, which we saw so much of in the last two years of CES is, people embedding um, Alexa and Siri and Cortana in, into solutions. And I, I forget what Samsung's um, uh, smart, smart of, what, is it Quigley or something like that? Bixby, Bixby. Bixby, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we started seeing um, those embed, being embedded into, uh, you know, hardware, um, showing up in other devices that they normally wouldn't be there. So I'd love to hear from you. You know, what are you? What do you think? What will be the next steps for Voicera? Um, do you see her being embedded into, you know, office uh, blackboards and things like that? I, I don't know. But we'll be back in a moment. 
Um, and we'll talk a little bit more with Omar about what what is the future of um, voice era, but also just AI as it rolls out across other businesses. And what are some of the surprises? Have you been surprised about some things in in, in building this out? You know, uh, has it has it been like I didn't know that was going to happen? <laughs> yeah, to- totally. And I'm sorry. And you want me to answer that now or when we come back? Oh no, we're going to come back. We'll be back in a moment, and we'll we'll dig into all of that. But um, I know it's all it's always interesting to hear from a CEO about about surprises. So we'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show with Omar from Voicera, digging more into harnessing the power of voice in the workplace. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we are back, and we're talking to Omar, who is the CEO of Voicera, about really using voice, um, to power of voice in the workplace, and his great tool, which has an AI um, component sort of powering this tool that lets you pull out insights and next steps and making meetings um, much more valuable. So Omar was just telling me that that, that users are, are giving him a lot of feedback on the product. So are, are you are you surprised about the feedback and how excited people are about it? Yeah, I mean, this is I've built B2B companies before, and this is a consumerized B2B. And so the whole philosophy of it isn't to do a top-down sale where you call somebody at the C-suite and all of a sudden your product is being used by that company. Uh, here, it's more bottoms up. People just hear about it. They try it out. It's viral. Uh, there's a free version. And if they like it, they pay. And it forces you to build something that they love. And so what I was surprised here is the, 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 the volume of nonstop questions and feedback. So, for example, um, one of our features is that Eva is completely calendar-driven. Just read your calendar, shows up, comes in, takes notes, and when the, when the meeting time is done, Eva says, hey, I'm done, and leaves. And all of a sudden, we've got this chorus of feedback from people saying, hey, where's the extend button? My meeting is you know, going over, and I want Eva to stay longer. Uh, and so for security reasons, we, hadn't, uh, we, we had to think through how to make that. But that kind of feedback, we probably get, like, I can't tell you how many times a day on so many aspects of the product, 
which is, hey, how do I add her to a phone call? And, and you realize we have a way to add to a phone call, but it's not obvious to, to them, so we have to make it more obvious. Um, continual feedback has been awesome. And the idea here is as you build a product that's easier to use and people love, it's much easier for you to then do an enterprise sale because you go into a company and say, hey, we already have 50 people in your company using the, the, the software. Why don't you get an enterprise version to get more analytics and security controls and so on and, 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 and maybe even uh, um, volume pricing? So it's really been um, very helpful in the development of the product. Yes, absolutely. Are there, have there been, um, I was asking you that before, have there been any other big surprises for you, um, you know, growing this business, um, you know, anything even from a trends perspective, anything surprising about AI that you, you know, really had no idea of as, you, as you've dug into this? Yeah, again, I, I think that the biggest surprise we had was the, the amount of time you had to um, rethink your social design in a enterprise context that was different than people's expectations of the consumer context, meaning people have an expectation of how to deal with an Alexa or Siri or Cortana. Um, but if you, if you replicate exactly that in a meeting environment, it's not what they want. And so um, having to design for, wait a minute, it's work, therefore the data is owned by the company. It's not like a consumer play where it all goes into this, this, uh, this cloud and they get to do what they want. Uh, the enterprise needs a lot more control about the security and privacy of the data. They don't want this thing to interrupt the meeting um, uh, with commands. They want it to just intelligently figure stuff out. They want the stuff to actually show up in an enterprise system um, uh, where they work. Uh, and so these these design issues that make it very different than the consumer space was, um, you know, I, I knew that was going to happen, but 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 it turned out to be even deeper than I expected. Because it's it's just so interesting. So are there other trends in AI that you're looking at and you think are relevant that you might, you know, <laughs> partner on or, or, or sort of layer into what you're doing now? Yeah, absolutely. If I look at kind of <clears throat> on the partnership side, um, there's so many places people want us to integrate our outputs into. Somebody uses Trello, somebody else uses Jira, somebody else uses 10 other different flavors of task management. You know, we integrate with Salesforce, and then there's like, you know, 10 other CRM systems people use. So we're finding that we have to open up APIs so that you, people can just easily add integrations. There are conferencing systems that want to embed what we do and have already done some embedding of what we do. There are hardware providers. Um, uh, and so, so really uh, having to prioritize the APIs so that other people can, can take this uh, output and do some, something with it um, is um, kind of top of mind for us. Good. So that then you're really giving developers the chance to take the product to the next place. Yeah, absolutely. We saw some unexpected ones there where people would say, hey, I've got really good analytics. I might understand emotions. Um, uh, other, other people might be able to take data and marry it with other data sources. So e even there, we don't have to be all, the end-all be-all of every form of analysis, um, just opening it up uh, so that other people can plug in uh, is the right, right way to go. That's so so interesting. So, what are, what are the trends in in marketing and technology? Are you looking at as well? I mean, do you think that um, you know Voice Air is going to even expand in other ways that you haven't thought of before? I mean, are are there things percolating at the company now? Yeah, I mean, I, I, right now we're really focused on internal and external meetings. So, external meetings, customer focused. Uh, and internal meetings are, you know, getting follow-up. The customer-focused angle is, is really interesting because it expands into something I call the voice of the customer. Today, if you want the voice of the customer, you, you either have a call center, which, you know, is uh, taking a lot of, like, orders or complaints. Um, but if you're a B2B business, your employees are talking to your customers all day long. Everyone from engineering to project management to product to the CEO to salespeople to customer success. And that really valuable voice of the, day, the, the customers is lost on the floor. And so uh, instead of reading Twitter or doing surveys, you could actually capture those conversations and really understand how things are going to the customer, what they want. So that's kind of an, a, an upcoming um, trend uh, that we see here. God, um, I, I, I'm always blown away just by interesting ideas and trends around um, AI again, because like last year and the year before, 
everybody was talking about VR, and now everyone's talking about AI. And so it's just interesting to see the direction and the path that AI is going to be going into. Do you see VoiceAira ever becoming a you know B2C tool? There are definitely uh, a lot of individuals using our tool for conversations. Some of them may be using it in the schools, uh, lectures, uh, so on. It's not yet our focus area. There's so much to be done in the enterprise, and there's so many other people in the consumer area. But never say never. You know, consumerized B2B really is about making it great for individuals and then um, have those individuals expand into teams and, and, and enterprise. So I, I won't say no, but today is focused a little bit more work. Right, just staying in in the enterprise area. And and what about? Um, and I think I kind of asked this before, but I have so many. You know, um, I'm dealing with so many people who are are paranoid. Um, what happens to the the recordings and the information that fe- people can feel secure and protected that that data isn't going to leak out? Yeah. So the short answer is this: Think of us more like uh, Outlook than Gmail. So Outlook, is, you know, from Microsoft, is your email tool. The data belongs to you, uh, and Outlook software is just processing it, so you can use email. We're the same thing with voice. We have not given ourselves rights to do anything. We're not going to show ads in your data. We're not. We're not trying to uh, have some other play to monetize uh, mm-hmm. the data. We, you pay us to do what we do. So very much like Outlook. As a matter of fact, where we're going with this in the long run is a concept I call the conversations inbox. You have an email inbox, and um, but there's so much more information that happens in all your conversations you have, either on phone calls or one-on-ones or conference calls. What if all of that went into an inbox, and not just yours, what if all your team's conversations that they wanted you had to have access to was in the same inbox, and you can search across anything, see how things are going, what things are getting done. We think this may become a major component of your day at work. Just like you spent time in email today, we think the conversations inbox is where people will spend some time and get real work done. Huh. <clears throat> Um, I love uh, all of these ideas, um, especially because um, sometimes you feel so overwhelmed by all of the tools not coming together, uh, you know, that it's really hard to, to move anything forward. So this kind of kind of helps that. Um, I, I just, I think about like, will Omarosa be using Voicera when she works for her next president? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're just uh, you, you kid. But um, over the last couple of weeks, we noticed on our Facebook feed that people were saying, hey, is this the tool that Omarosa and Michael Cohen use? Um, it turns out that we're a lousy tool for that use case because we do four things they would hate. Um, one, we email people telling them I'm going to be there. Eva announces with an actual uh, voice. Um, we show up in the webcam if there's an opportunity to, to, to project video, and we email after it and give you the opportunity to lead it. All things that Amorosa would not have wanted because Amorosa wants to be stealth. Um, so, right. <laughs> right, that's funny. So, it, so you do you have thought about these use cases, and you're really staying strong to what what the real way to use this tool is. Yeah, trust is key. If you get cute and say, "Oh yeah, you can, you can, you can go stealth and do all these things," that that'll come back and bite you. And it's just not, it's it's not a smart move on our part. So uh, let's just be completely transparent. And if if you really need, if you're really trying to record someone in stealth, you know, use another tool. Right, right, right. Uh, and um, are you going right now? Are you going to different conferences and trade shows that are focused on AI? Like, how do you keep up on all the different things that are happening? Yeah, it does help. I do go um, try to, you know, be a little bit selective time-wise because, you know, you want to spend some time running the com- company and meeting customers. But I do go to AI conferences. I I spent a few hours in one just a couple weeks ago. There's a bunch of stuff happening in uh, September and October. Uh, um, and we have like some really good investors that have conferences. So Microsoft and Google and Salesforce. Um, uh, and Cisco and Workday all invested. So, uh, and they have great events and AI is relevant in those events. So, so we, we also kind of um, participate with them. So this will um, I- inevitably be in some solutions, almost like a Slack where people take it on and then bend it and flex it and create their own versions of it to, to use in their toolkits. Yes, we would love it for it to go that way. I mean, we're very much like Slack in the sense that we're just about voice collaboration. 
So um, when we look at companies to emulate, you, you know, they include Slack and Dropbox and, and Zoom and uh, folks like that who built great, great productivity collaboration tools that people like to use. Huh, that's that's fantastic, and the the business model behind it is a is a service model, right? Are you paying like a monthly fee to to access at the a dashboard? Like, how does that roll out? Yeah, we start out with a thirty day trial of our premium product for free. At the end of the thirty days, you can either buy the premium product, uh, buy another product that's uh, less expensive, or stick with the free version, and you get some of the tools with the free version, but it, it, it also loses some of the capabilities. And presumably, when people in the month after they move to free see the difference, they're like, hmm, I kind of like those premium features, uh, and some of those people buy. Then what we notice is when multiple people buy in one company, then we start talking to them about kind of team and enterprise capabilities. Uh-huh. Uh, um, I I think um, the future is very bright for you guys because I think you've been really smart about creating something that people care about. All right, well, we're going to be back in a moment. Um, last chapter, talking to Omar at Voice Era and finding out about the future of voice in the workplace and how to, to leverage it in a way that actually helps your business. So we'll be back in a moment talking about AI in voice. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we're back talking with Omar Tawalakal. Did I say it right that time? Pretty good. <laughs> if I just get over my fear of saying it wrong, um, <laughs> who is the CEO and co-founder of Voicera, which is an AI an AI technology, and it's used to power voice in the workplace. And we've been learning all about new trends um, in AI and also how this is impacting cultures in offices. So, um, so Omar, where can people learn more about the, this? Is there a way to try it out? You know, can can we dig in? In a way, we would welcome that. Come to voicera.com. You will, within minutes, have your own uh, free account that you can use. Uh, And then you would also go to the um, uh, App Store on iPhone or go to Android, uh, download a free version of the app, which you can use in in person meetings and in conference calls. Um, Use it, and uh, we are very open to feedback, and we actually change fairly rapidly. So we'd love to hear from you. We also have a blog. If you go to the Voicera site and go to the blog, you'll hear from people other than me. We have a great team. You'll hear from our CTO, uh, who's done some kind of um, podcasts. 
you'll hear from our CMO and from other people who have written uh, very insightful uh, articles about the domain and from our partners. So um, come on by. Is it um, is is it such right now with 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 AI um, that there's going to be so many different AI solutions out there that are conflicting with each other, or is there one big sort of learning center in the sky that everyone's accessing? You, you know, I mean, is, is does Amazon have its own for Alexa? Everybody has their own, and so they're not learning from each other, or is there is it more centralized than that? Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's two camps in this, and, they, and I think there will always be two camps, um, which is uh, big companies are going to find that their data assets give them advantage. Um, and I believe in AI, you can build even a compounding competitive advantage. That's not like classic competitive advantage. It means that if you've got really good data, you can retrain your data every day automatically to get better and better so your customers visibly see improvement and they don't want to go somewhere else. So if you can get that, you're not going to share your data. That's going to be one camp. Then there's going to be kind of an open source um, equivalent for, for data where all these uh, companies that can't compete with the top winners who are going to be hoarding their data are going to need share data to share their data to be able to train algorithms, and that's going to have you know a, a a pile of data in it. And you know, um, obviously, we play in both. We have our own proprietary data data assets uh, that we will not share, and we acquire um, uh, data assets that we can get in the general marketplace. And I expect both trends to continue. And I do not expect one. Uh, winner of everything. No company ever dominates the world in everything. It, it just doesn't happen that way, thankfully. Uh, and so I don't think it'll happen in AI. Uh, I do think there will be fewer winners because it's going to be harder and harder to build AI that has the intelligence people expect, and that requires a ton of data. Right, and also if you're working in an Alexa, just an Alexa scenario, and you're used to that library having learned a certain amount, when you go to, to a different environment, aren't you going to be frustrated that that same level of insights and data is different? Yes, I think that is right. Um, we hope to have that same type of advantage in the long run in the enterprise because it's a completely different domain. But, you know, step back. Uh, when I was growing up, People thought that you know there was only going to be the Microsoft operating system, and no software companies were no longer going to be able to innovate because they couldn't compete with Microsoft. And then Google came on, and there was fear of Google. And then Facebook came, and there was fear of Facebook. This and same thing's going to happen with Alexa. People are going to be afraid of how can we build new voice apps that compete with Alexa. It, there's always opportunity if you find the right area to focus. Instead of trying to take on the giant in the thing the giant's strong in, you create something new, and that innovation has always happened. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, a, that's, that's really a good point. It's just interesting because uh, it's not like, um, and this is a little true with IoT, you, you start to assume and expect a ubiquity with all your experiences. You know, so like there's one great you know, uh, AI voice gatherer in the sky, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and uh, and literally in the sky. Um, Now, uh, just in terms of your use cases, how long has the company been around for now? We started January 2017, went beta in November, and went general availability in June. So have you seen just in terms of trends, is there a business category that seems to be working more with your solution or, or seems to adapt to it more, you know, like uh, packaged goods or automotive or entertainment or anything like that? Or are there any sort of cultures that seem to be thriving as opposed to others? Yeah, I would say tech-savvy uh, cultures tend to thrive uh, pretty well. But if you look at the, our adoption, it's pretty wide. Like I said, it grew 10x in a quarter. So um, pretty much anybody who uses like WebEx or Zoom or BlueJeans uh, or Google Hangouts or Skype, those are our customers, pretty broad set of customers. They tend to be enterprise. Smaller companies move a little bit faster uh, in adopting this stuff. They tend to also skew to executives uh, because executives are pretty pretty focused on get, getting stuff done. Um, so that, that kind of characterizes our, uh, our, our users. Um, less so divided by, was it, you know, healthcare or auto or banking or insurance. We kind of see all of those. It's, so it's more, it's more cultural and also people that are not, you know, won't be paranoid about these things. Because I could also see, 
you know, someone not wanting to come to work in a place where they're being recorded. Yes, if, that's right. If, if they were old school, do, do people have to sign something or is it part of employment contracts or anything like that? Well, remember, this is it's, this is not like uh, an Alexa where it's a speaker that's always on. You invite Eva only to the meetings you want Eva in. So you've got a lot of control. So there's no, there is, it isn't a situation where all of a sudden uh, you flip a switch and Eva has access to everything. It's it's not like that. It's much more controlled. I, I don't mean to sound so paranoid. I'm sort of reflecting, you know, a lot of the comments that I hear from colleagues and also from non-technology oriented people, you know, my Luddite friends or my friends that, you know, have careers or jobs that don't require them to be in an office. And so this this idea of having something, you know, do this is is a little threatening to them. So it makes sense to me that this is a cultural, um, uh, you know, adoption um, with things. Um, And just, you know, down the line over the next couple of years, where where do you see this all going? I know you're going to be built into solutions. You're looking at yourself as a as a tool. Um, Do you see any other any other things happening with the growth of of AI and voice? Yeah, I I definitely think people spend time in this concept of a conversation inbox that manages a conversation. Um, And the real trends there are being really good with user adaptation meaning over time the tool really understands your specific language and acronyms, your accents, and where you want your workflow to happen. Meaning if we get an action item out of something you said, what system should we be logging into and updating with that action item so you follow up on it? So that user adaptation can continue for years where you start to get really a lot smarter about what it means. If you said something, maybe I should be updating your calendar and Salesforce. Uh, and, and that's something that has to get trained in time. And we don't have to do this alone as we open up our APIs and a, and a kind of ecosystem around us evolves to be able to do some of these things. Um, you, you know, we, you almost can't predict the kinds of smart actions that are going to start to happen. Yeah, I, lo- I love it. I just love things that make sense. Well, we have been, <laughs> we have been talking to Omar Tawalkal, Tawalkal, who is um, the CEO and co-founder of Voice Sarah. And I know I have said his last name five different ways, but um, that is part of the gift of AI, right? And voice. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) It's having freedom. Um, And um, Omar has built a a really interesting solution, leveraging AI, um, something to really power voice in the workplace. And I look forward to watching um, this company grow into this becoming an integral tool for businesses, a really great solution and not a killer robot solution. And uh, uh, tell us one more time the URL and where we can um, find out more about it all. Yes, voicera.com. V-O-I-C-E-R-A dot com. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Omar. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I am sure we're going to be talking um, to more folks who are digging into AI and hopefully creating um, even more, um, you know, continuing to create great uh, solutions for AI like this one is. Um, I I was very impressed when I got to dig in um, because it just kind of makes sense, you know. Thanks for having me. It was uh, great, great talking to you. I hope, um, do, do we ask Eva to the conversation? Because it would be nice to know what I did here. <laughs> you know, I, um, surprisingly, because I was thinking of this as a radio show, I'm not sure I added Eva to it. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> Eva would show up by default if it came from my calendar, but from somebody else's calendar, it doesn't default. That's right. So, and another great, great use case. Well, thanks, everybody. Um, join us next week. We'll be talking to someone also as insightful and smarty pants as Omar on the Tech Cat Show. Have a great week. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 